This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. All right, joining us today, Eric Deggins. How about that? TV critic, uh, journalist, author, pundit. Bon vivant. You, you can call yourself that if you want. I don't want to call you that. I'm, I'm in too good a mood to I'm call not even you sure that. I don't know what that means, but I, just, I, I like the sound of it. And uh, television critic for uh, NPR, Eric, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Um, first, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Emmys. We had the big Emmys uh, coming up, and they released uh, they released the list of uh, nominees a week or so ago. And uh, how did you feel about those nominees overall? Um, it's interesting. I, I I sort of felt like you know I've, I've been covering TV for a long time since 1995, and usually when the Emmys roll around, you write that column where you just complain about all the stuff they missed, and you know the Emmys for many years had this reputation for honoring shows well past when they should have honored them, you know. So somebody would win an Emmy, um, and really the show that they were on was great, say, two seasons ago, you know. Um, One of the most recent examples is um, last year they nominated this actress, uh, Tatiana Maslany, from this show called Orphan Black that's on BBC America, and she plays a character that's been cloned several times, so she actually plays six or seven different versions of the same person. Right. Um, One One's Ukrainian, one is um, uh, sort of a bohemian, one is sort of an uptight housewife, you know. It's an acting tour de force. And she did that show for three years before she got nominated. And so uh, you you just, you you get used to Emmy um, uh, being behind the curve. And, and, And this list of nominations this year is not that. It is so not that. They seem to have really made an effort to recognize shows when they're good. So Blackish, for example, on ABC, got a lot of nominations, including um, uh, Best Actor in a Comedy for the star Anthony Anderson and Best Actress in a Comedy for Tracy Ellis Ross. That's a show that hit its creative peak just this past season. And so um, it, it's perfect that it would get those nominations now because the show is really good. It's one of the best ones. It's one of the best comedies on television. Um, there's also a, a show also on ABC called American Crime. That's this. Um, it's it's one of these interesting anthology series where they have the same cast, but they put them in different roles and they tell a different story every season. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Debuted last year, and it was about um, it was about the murder of. Uh, this guy in his apartment uh, with his and his uh, supposedly his wife, I think, had been sexually assaulted, but then they found out that might not have happened. And uh, it involved a, a multiplicity of characters of, of ethnicities and ages and and and, uh, and races. And then they took that same cast and they told a different story this year, which was about uh, a kid who was sexually assaulted in a in a high school. And um, and, and a lot of the same actors, but they were playing totally different roles. Right. And so the show was much better this year, and it got 
um, Emmy nominations this year as opposed to last okay, year. Okay, so, I see that. That's um, that's the outstanding. This is a long way of saying that Emmy is, is is right on the curve now. They're right. They're they're right. They're hit. They're honoring these shows when they're good, and it's something that critics like me have been asking for for a long time. So I see. Actually, speaking of uh, American Crime, that they're in the uh, outstanding uh, limited series. Uh, do you think they have a chance against the People v. O.J. Simpson this year? Um, probably not. But what's interesting is that that limited series category has been a, a place to park series that are not sort of your conventional series. So, uh-huh. You know, um, People versus O.J. Simpson is um, that that's a series that's good. That's, they're going to do it again next year, but it won't be the O.J. Simpson case. It's going to be uh, Hurricane Katrina. So the series is called American Crime Story. That's on FX. And um, this year they did um, the O.J. Simpson trial. Next year they're going to do Hurricane Katrina in the aftermath, and they may tackle another crime story after that. So um, uh, that's in the same category as Fargo, um, which is also on FX. And that's a show where it's based on the movie, right? Right. And the first season was uh, took place at one time, and it had one cast of characters. The second season, which it's being nominated for now, took place 30 years earlier and has an entirely different cast. Wow. And even though there's just two characters that are the same in both um, editions of the show, those those characters are much younger in the in the, the you know 30 year earlier versions. So they were played by different people. So you have all these you know it's 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 they're series you know on the one hand, but they change a lot from season to season. So they get parked in this category called limited series um roots is also there um you know now roots uh, they redid the classic miniseries on the history channel um and that's just a one-time thing they 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 redid it um this year um so that show is is competing in the same category as um uh, people versus oj simpson and american crime and fargo and they're all very different but in um there's a little less competition in this category than best drama so i think that's why some of these shows get get slated in, right. this, uh, in that category before we talk um uh, a little bit about um uh, some of the different uh, networks or producing networks uh, for shows let's talk a little bit about uh, since i want to be since i'm a little biased toward a, a show called the walking dead which i love uh, they, <laughs> they uh, the the emmys don't seem to like that show and no, i'm really kind of surprised why since it's one of the top shows you know on television uh, maybe that's yeah. why, uh, but by well, Emmy, uh, you want me to explain it? I, I, yes, Emmy I do. Not like what we call genre shows. Um, so those are shows Whoa, that are. Um, All right, stop shows, right there, Eric. Superhero shows. Stop, or, Eric. Um, Eric. Science fiction shows. What? Stop for a moment. I want to stop you at they don't like genre shows and let you see okay. the list of Game of Thrones <laughs> nominations in this list from the Emmys. <laughs> Okay, so well, for every rule, there's an exception, uh, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Game of Thrones is such um, an achievement in terms of production, um, and it airs on HBO, which always gets a lot of love from the Emmys. There's a lot of reasons why that show um, deserves and gets the most Emmy nominations. But then you look at the rest of the shows that get nominated. Uh, and and there's hardly any of them are genre shows, right? Um, Game of Thrones is the one exception. Uh, but I think that's one reason why, you know, earlier I talked about Orphan Black um, and, and the star of that show. I think one reason why it took her so long to get nominated is because Orphan Black is a science fiction show. 
and and Emmy um, generally um, does you know cast a skeptical eye towards shows like that. So even though you have a show like for me, I think a show like The Flash on the CW has incredible acting on it. Um, it has great writing. It, it is a it is a really well made yeah, my son loves uh, that network show. network TV show. Yeah, um, but it it will never get nominated um, because um, Emmy. Uh, just it, it doesn't give a lot of cachet uh, to a, a show like that. Uh, in part, I think because it's it's based around a superhero. So um, I, I would say The Walking Dead is 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 a show that has been sort of conspicuously snubbed over the years. I know because, uh, they do a lot of great work in in in, uh, in makeup and special effects and staging uh, and production. And there's also uh, a lot of good acting. Now I will yeah. also say though, as a critic that I feel like their last season um, is probably one of their weaker seasons. Uh, I, I would say only the second season of the show was, was worse uh, than this one. Um, uh, they, I might, they, I might uh, actually have to give you that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they, I, they took some chances that didn't pay off. And, uh, and, it wound, and, and it wound up weakening the show to the point where I'm not surprised that they didn't get nominated this year. But um, last, uh, the, the last Emmys... Um, um, uh, there, there were some really standout episodes that I think deserved recognition, and they just uh, they didn't get it. I know. And, well, they but think, look, I they still they still yeah. are able to walk away with you know possibly walking away with outstanding prosthetic makeup for a series. So <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't exactly. want that? Exactly. Uh, but there's there's some great acting on that show, and it gets overlooked, and that's unfortunate. Okay, so. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, how the Emmys have changed when you talked about FX, you mentioned HBO, we're talking about walking dead on AMC and, and we're right. talking about a look at the, look at the shows coming at you from, uh, Netflix, uh, bloodline house of cards. Uh, those are great shows. Um, look how the, the ground has changed, uh, now on television. It is for me. I love it. Um, right. I, I mean, this is there's no better time on television than right now, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Um, I, I think most people who love television should love television right now because television right now is all about the will of the consumer. Um, it is the the reason why we have all these different platforms doing all this original programming is that um, the the advent of online technology. Uh, and streaming services have created this environment where um, the user, the, the viewer, has more control than they've ever had. Love it. You know, you you can you know I I have a I have a, a DVR that's per, that's uh, that I got from my cable provider, and it can record six channels at once, and it can hold uh, an incredible amount of programming. So I could spend. Um, maybe about 20 or 30 minutes programming it. And then I never have to watch a minute of television I don't want to watch. See? And, and that creates an environment I, I where these, 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 these channels have to give you shows that you want. Well, you it's know, a catch-22 for them, though, because when you – I mean, I, I give you that there's no better time for television. However, right. uh, having seen it a little bit from the inside, and I'm not a, uh, I am not an, uh, an expert by any means, but having seen it from the inside a little bit here working for uh, the Blaze Television Network uh, as well as Blaze Radio, um, you know, you're caught in a catch-22 because without – if you uh, – if you just start picking shows – 
uh, let's say AMC. Let's we'll, we'll use Walking Dead for an example. Uh, without Netflix, Walking Dead would be already over right now because there wasn't going to be any money. They made a couple of sh- a couple of years, and nobody, you know, was just kind of okay. That's a you know kind of a cool show, but then they threw it up on Netflix, and it was huge. So with if you just simply stick with cable and uh, hope that somebody watches a show, AMC has not enough money to produce these shows. And so all these little these little other separate networks, FX, uh, and 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 down the line, um, you know, they don't have they can't get the money without the cable money to do it. You know, on their own, it's pretty it's pretty tough to to make a living doing that. Right, right. Well, I'm not. You know, I'm. I said this is a great time for people who watch television. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great time for people who make television. But, right, right, right. But I would right, disagree right, right. with you a little bit, uh, specifically on the Walking Dead example. Um, the Walking Dead, um, so far, is the most watched scripted television um, amongst. Um, understand the 18 to 49 demographic on television understand so but they are making money but it has not been that cable runs of that uh, show i understand that um, but it's not been that way for the, the entire seven years no it hasn't been that way for the entire seven years but it's been that way for a good portion of it okay and without um, but and, that was and, my point what what netflix is doing is netflix is doing what syndicated tv used to do so, so think back to um, Law and Order, okay? The mm-hmm. original Law and Order. Uh, it, it, you know, old heads in your audience will remember this. Young people won't. But, but when Law and Order first started on NBC, um, it kind of floundered. It almost got canceled in its first season. They revamped the show, and then um, a few years into its run, they started rerunning it on A and E, right? Um, right. A and E Network, right. and. People started finding it there because it would air three times, uh, three different windows on A and E, so it was easy to watch. And because it was Law and Order, all the show, all the episodes were encapsulated. It was easy to just catch one episode and right. kind of enjoy it. And so it created a, an awareness of the show that fed people into watch the new episodes on NBC, and then it became a huge hit. Right. Uh, so that was a case of syndication. Creating an, uh, um, uh, an audience for the show that then for the live the show, actual right? Show. So that's what's happened with Netflix, with Breaking Bad, and with uh, The Walking Dead yeah. in particular. Um, now those reruns go to Netflix, and it cultivates an audience that wants to see the new episodes, and then you know they come to right. the new episodes. So the viewership for Breaking Bad. Uh, exploded in its fourth and fifth year right. because people got into the third season on Netflix, and the same thing happened with The Walking Dead. So it's it's this has been happening on That's TV uh, for a long time. It's just it's happening on Netflix and Hulu now instead of in syndicated television. I got I am so spoiled with uh, not watching commercials that for a while I had canceled cable, and then I got it back because uh, they broke into my house and and you know just put it in my house. I couldn't stop them. Right? <laughs> It was, it was an ugly scene, ugly. But uh, I went completely streaming. I, I'm really spoiled with uh, commercials now, and I'm going to tell you, it's going to be harder and harder for these networks to make money. Uh, I got. Uh, I wish. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I was the one that could come up with the idea of how these networks can make money and not actually have commercials because somebody's going to have to. I wish. I hope it's me. Yeah. Well, that's the. You know, the thing that's that's interesting too about this moment is that the technology makes it harder to make money Boy, off no of kidding. advertising, yeah. right? Because in, in broadcast television, they put the commercials in uh, the show, 
and they assume that uh, if you watch the show, you saw the commercials. Right. Right. But with DVRs now, um, I record everything. I, I, don't, I almost never watch something I know. live. I know, because you want to watch it on your time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I want to see it when, when I want to see it. You know, I don't want to see it when it airs. I want to see it when I have time to watch it. Correct. And also, I don't want to sit through the commercials, right? So I use right. my DVR to breeze right through the commercials, and now they can't assume that just because I'm part of that three-day rating, because now um, in advertising, as you know, um, they, they sell commercial time on the three-day rating, not just who watches it when it airs, but who watches it for the next three days. Right. So... Um, they can't assume that because I saw it that I actually saw the commercials. So what's happening is they're doing a lot more product placement. They're, they're putting I see, products And you see that, that more and more. You see more. that more and more. Um, they're figuring out ways to configure the commercials so it will stop you while you're fast-forwarding through them. Uh, and, and that's actually been kind of effective. Like if you watch uh, Saturday Night Live is, 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 a, is a great example. Nobody watches or very few people watch Saturday Night Live live right you know they either watch it online or they dvr and they watch it later i watch it on sunday mornings so when i'm fast forwarding through the commercials they have a little interstitial bit where they show you um they they show them setting up the next sketch that's going to come up so they have the two stars of the sketch they're usually standing around you know figuring out where they're going to stand when the sketch starts and the makeup people are working on them or whatever and they show the logo in the corner of the of the of the screen if you're fast forwarding it looks like the show's starting back. Right, so you right? stop. So, so you might stop. And I, just ha- I know they do this, and I still do it all the time. <laughs> I will stop to see if the show's restarting. Right. And then I wind up seeing the commercial that airs right and after that. Because you don't want to fast know? forward and miss it because you know it's coming up in another minute. You know, that's the um, you know the argument though to that, and it's funny that you. I was uh, kind of uh, the three day rating. They ought to. They they should actually do that for uh, a couple more days out because you think about that. Like if a show's on Monday uh, and I DVR it, uh, mm-hmm. and they usually do it for like seven days, sometimes more. If I yeah. uh, if I watch it on demand, uh, I can't fast forward the new shows right. uh if i right. dvr it uh then you know obviously you're you know flying through them as much as you can because nobody wants to see the commercials which is weird because I, I love commercials but for some reason when i'm watching a show it seems like i'm supposed to hate them so i fast forward them <laughs> I, i'm not quite sure i understand right. that either um but uh there there's they should push that a little bit farther out but that's another Another story in itself. Well, okay. actually, I mean, I, I think the industry is there, – there are some um, TV providers who sell advertising based on the seven-day um, right. model. Right. And there are some TV providers – there's some cable TV channels that, for example, w- will only put out press releases with ratings for the seven days. Uh, the problem is that it takes so long uh, to find out what the rating is that it's, it's hard for journalists like me to know – how successful the show was. Right. All right. So and, hold on, Eric. Um, I got. I got. I got a break, and then we'll uh, sure. we'll get right back to you. Uh, Eric Deggins joining me here on the Jeff Fisher Radio Show on the Blaze Radio Network. More in a moment. All right. Joining me on the broadcast is uh, Eric Deggins, uh, NPR uh, television critic, and uh, what what did you call yourself again? Bon vivant. Yeah, yeah, that that word. I'm not calling Man you that. I, I can't call you that. That's a. I get in trouble if, if I call you that. We were talking a little <laughs> bit about yeah, the they Emmys. Don't you, they don't let you use French. Here, do they? <laughs> 
Uh, we were talking a little bit about the Emmys and television, and then I uh, kind of wanted to talk to Eric a little bit about, uh, you know, we see the future of television uh, as it, it is, is breaking out. Um, do you think that uh, this uh, plethora of television and online streaming is, are we going to, are we going to get farther and farther away from, from cable companies? Um, well, that's, that's the challenge right now. Um, there's, I think it's a, a generational thing. Um, young um, view consumers uh, do not want to pay for a bunch of channels that they don't watch. Again, you know, as I said earlier, TV right now is about what the viewer wants, you know, and, and anybody who provides television um, who isn't, who doesn't have top of mind catering to the whims of the viewer is going to lose out. And, and the cable companies, um, I, I take my hat off to them in a way because they've managed to avoid giving viewers what they want for a long time. But now we've reached a point where the technology is just inescapable. Right. And, and so now, you know, you have Sling TV and you have um, these what they call skinny bundles. Uh-huh. You know, um, they're, they're, everybody's figuring out ways to give especially younger consumers uh, smaller bundles of channels because they well, I mean they have to look. The uh, younger consumers, especially, are not going to pay for fifty channels they don't watch. No, right. I mean, when I when I canceled cable uh, not long ago, when I pulled the plug, uh, I I couldn't. It was financially bad for me to completely pull it out. They made it, you know. So look, if you just want to keep your your internet, uh, it'll be cheaper if you keep your internet and the basic cable. Right. Okay. So right. I'm like, okay, well, all right. Well, then I'll just keep the basic cable. Then fine, because I'm not going. You know, why spend you know thirty or forty dollars more a month on just streaming? I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, I'm dumb. Right. I got it, but I'm not stupid. And uh, so, I mean, they they are finding ways around it. Sooner or later, though, that's that is even going to stop. I mean, my you say the younger generation. I mean, I'm 155 years old, and I get it. I don't even <laughs> want to do it. You know what I mean? Only I, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> you know, you look amazing. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. You gotta tell me what you do. Yeah, it's a skin but, cream. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally true. There's, I mean, I, you know, the the, you know, we're talking averages. You know, we're averaging over, you know, uh, millions of consumers. But yeah, there's lots of people who are our age and older who also don't like the idea of paying for a bunch of cable channels they don't watch. Um, and and um, you know there was an interview with Les Moonves, who's the president of CBS, where he was talking about this. He's saying that this is the new thing now: is these skinny bundles of channels so yeah, that well. people can pay uh, a smaller fee. Usually, it's streaming. You know, usually it's some kind of streaming service, and they pay a smaller fee, and then they have access to a a, a smaller, very niche focused. Right. Welcome uh, to the party, Les. Cable channels. Welcome to the party, Les. Exactly. Well, you know, um, and it's interesting because all of these, you know, CBS and Showtime and HBO, you know, they all have these standalone streaming services now where, you know, if if all you want is HBO, you know, you can pay them, you know, X number of dollars a month and just have that. I like the the, cable service. Yeah, I like the CBS. Yeah, the CBS plan is actually uh, pretty good where they uh, you can uh, they let you stream the new shows. Uh, for free uh, within the first, I think, seven days or something. And then if you want anything like that, then you have to subscribe. 
And uh, that's pretty yeah. good. I mean, that's a pretty good plan because you're, there are, yeah, they're, 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 they're on they're, every they're, cable they're, network they're anyway. Fees, I think it's uh, like six, like seven bucks, six yeah. ninety nine a month. I think yeah. is what it is. And that, I mean, this stuff starts to add up. You know, it sure you does. Have Hulu and you have Showtime <laughs> and you have CBS. And it sure does add up. But if that's all you want, yeah. I mean, it sure it adds up quick. It adds up quick, and then the next thing you know, you're paying you know two hundred and ninety dollars in cable and pl- on top of everything else, and then you're. Then you're you're hearing a female in the house that you're married to be unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you think about it, though, I mean, if you're not, I mean, uh, I think sports is, is one of the places yeah, where live events. this is still very problematic. Live you know, events, man. It's hard to guarantee if you're a sports nut, you're going to be able to see everything you want without having yeah. a cable. But if you don't care about that. Then you could get Sling TV, which has like twenty, I think twenty channels on it, including ESPN, um, and uh, and you could get HBO, um, you know, direct. Um, yeah. You could even get CBS direct, and you pay yes. less than if you um, bought the kind of packages that would give you all those channels and cable, which would also include you know all these other channels that you don't care about. So uh, I think for the person who has a kind of a focused media diet, um, it, it makes sense. Uh, but for somebody like me, who you know, like one day I want to watch, um, you know, CNN, and then the next day I want to watch MTV Live, and then the next day I want to watch HBO, and the next day I want to watch, you know, Stars, and then I want to binge on Netflix. Still, it still makes more sense to have cable. Yes, it know? does. I know. I know. That's why I. That's why they they came back and they broke into my house, Eric. That's why. <laughs> that's exactly why they did that. Just when you thought you were out, they brought you back in. Yes. <laughs> All right, so Eric Deggins from uh, NPR Television Critic, also an author, uh, an author of a book called Race Bader, How the Media Wheels Dangerous Words to Divide the Nation. Eric? Yes. I'm part of the media. That hurts. What's that? I'm part of the media. That hurts. You are. That hurts. That hurts. I don't want to divide the nation, Eric. (laughs) Well, you know. I haven't listened to your show enough to know if you fit in that de- in that definition. Um, you know, Glenn Beck uh, is in the book. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, I know that. I know that, Eric. Trust me. He's in the book. So um, the, the, the book itself uh, talks about how there are some media outlets and some programs um, where their stance on race and the way they talk about race is an essential part of their appeal. And um, you know, I'll, I'll use a uh, I'll, I'll use an, uh, an example that's not in house. I'll talk about Fox News, which has been in the news lately. Yes, they have. Um, you know, Fox Fox News. Um, there's a there's a vision that guides that channel. Um, it was created by Roger Ailes, the creator of the channel, and it is a vision that is pretty much middle aged, cons- politically conservative white guy. You know, and and what appears on that channel and the way it's framed. And the anchors that deliver that framing um, are all, from the perspective, friendly to, appealing to, middle-aged, conservative, white males. Um, the, 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 the guys who are anchors on the channel all fit that mold. The yeah. women who are on that channel all appeal to that kind of sensibility. They're attractive mm-hmm. to that kind of sensibility. And the stories and the way they're discussed and the punditry and the way they discuss things, it's all framed from that point of view. And so um, that means that, you know, that 
you know, surveys, and I, in the book I talk about it, surveys and, and studies tell us that that demographic has a certain way of viewing uh, race relations, racial issues, racial prejudice, the idea of institutional prejudice, that there are institutions in American life like the criminal justice system or media that, um, that have prejudice and stereotypes embedded in them. You know, that demographic has a certain way of viewing all those issues, and Fox News talks about those issues from that viewpoint. And, um, and so that viewpoint sort of benefits one side of the equation and doesn't the other, and treats one side of the equation as sort of uh, the, the embodiment of truth, and other parts of that equation less so. And, um, you know, in my book, I sort of dissect how Fox News talks about a few different racial controversies, and, um, and, it's, and it's obvious which sensibility is guiding the conversation. And so what happens is it's when, when people of color and women um, are not able to have their point of view adequately rep- represented, um, then, that, then, then that, that ends up being divisive because people get frustrated and they have to find a way um, to have their perspectives acknowledged as much as other people's perspectives. You know, you so run- that's where the, the dividing the nation part comes from. This has been out for uh, three or four years now. Uh, it might be time for a uh, part two. Uh, there's yeah, a lot of you know, within um, that I'm time period about a way of uh, updating it. Yeah, the, within yeah. that time period, uh, from uh, now until the time you put this out, uh, there's been a lot going on. There's been quite yeah, a bit happening. You know, sort of the advent of, I mean, just you know, Netflix and and online stuff was in its infancy when I wrote the book. So that's one thing that's really important. But also, um, you know, network television has changed a lot, and so the the um, the, the chapter that talks about network television talked about network television right before it got this huge influx of diversity um so um so that so that chapter certainly needs uh updating and of course uh the book came out um right it came out in october 2012 so it was right before the election with mitt romney and uh and barack obama so there was a whole chapter on politics and media that was very much focused on the 2012 election and and now, of course, it, you know that whole political landscape is very different. Uh yeah, quite a bit, quite <laughs> a bit, quite a bit different. In fact, it's huge. It's hugely it, it is hugely different. It is absolutely <laughs> hugely different. And you know what? We're just going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it right there, Eric, because uh, I don't. I, I I don't know that I can pull any more hair out of my head. Eric Deggins, NPR. I appreciate it very much. Looking like him if you did. Hey, where's my rim shot? (laughs) Thank you, thank you very much. It was there. You might not have heard it, but it was there. I promise. Uh, Eric Deggins, NPR. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. You know, if you're in the market for a new mattress, Casper.com/slash/Fisher should be the next website you visit. Casper has created an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's one perfect mattress that's sold directly to you, eliminating the need to endure one of those commissioned salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper is shipped for free to your door, delivered in a sleek, how did it fit in there box? You just let it unfold, and there you have it. One of the most supportive sleep surfaces ever designed, hassle-free. Casper is made in America. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. 
If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Right now, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash fisher. Casper.com, promo code fisher. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash fisher.